Voice Coaches Radio. Everything voiceover. Hello and welcome once again to Voice Coaches Radio. I'm Warren Garling. And I'm Mike. I can't believe it's November already. Spring. And what I like about today's podcast is that we don't have to think up anything new because we told you during the last podcast what we were going to do during this podcast. <laughs> do you remember what that was, Mike? <laughs> yes, I, oh. I do remember, as a matter of fact. Good. I'm glad one of us does. Yes. Uh, has something to do with Andrea Romano. That's right. And, and who is she? Andrea Romano is the casting director for Warner Brothers Animation. She's also a voice director, so she does a lot of stuff with Warner Brothers Animation. She has put together the casts for more cartoon animated shows and movies than you can possibly imagine. Is this the same lady that's worked with the Smurfs and Scooby-Doo and the Jetsons and Yogi Bear and Tiny Toons and Animaniacs? Yes, that would be the same one. And we've got her. That's right. That's terrific. It that's is. terrific. Now, this is also part of your uh, trip down to the uh, Comic-Con in New York, right? Yes, yes. And like with last week's interview with uh, the voice of Batman, Kevin Conroy, and if you haven't listened to that, you really should. It's a great interview. Um, this was a roundtable interview, so uh, myself and a few other journalists sat with Andrea, and we talked to her about uh, an upcoming project she's working on called Justice League Doom, which is an animated movie about the Justice League. Um, and, uh, and and as with last week's interview, the audio quality is not as stellar as I'd like it to be. It is in a, a room filled with journalists. There are some other interviews going on at the same time, um, but it is, it is fun to listen to. So here are a few minutes with Andrea Romano. Okay, so before we get to the first question, let me point out that uh, Andrea is speaking very fast. We were unfortunately had a little less time for the interview than we expected, so she decided to try to get to everyone's questions by speaking very quickly. So, so do try and keep up with her if you can. But the first question that she was asked was what it was like to reunite the cast of the Justice League for this movie. Because what's happened is the Justice League cartoon series that started airing in the 90s, I think, or the early 2000s, and um, had a set cast. And then as they've done various animated movies throughout the years, they've done more of these kind of what they call stunt casting, where they bring in celebrity voices. So this was the first time in a few years that the Justice League cast proper had been brought back together for a film. It's like going to a family reunion where you handpick your family. <laughs> I, I, I always, whenever I'm given a Justice League project, I always ask, may I use the original cast? Because I thought I did a pretty good job some, whatever, 15 years ago when I first cast them. And sometimes they say yes, and sometimes they say no. This time they said yes. It was just, it was so great to hear all those voices again, you know. Certainly we've done lots of projects with Kevin since the Justice League, and lots of projects with Tim Daly since the Justice League, and lots of projects with Nathan Fillion, but having him play the Green Lantern on this was really fun. Um, and then Susan Eisenberg I hadn't worked with in a long time, and that was just a pleasure. We had new characters like um, Metallo in it, and I couldn't get um, Malcolm McDowell to come back. Uh, he was unavailable, I think he was in Europe, and we just couldn't get him within our production period. So I hired this wonderful actor named Paul Blackthorne, who was really good, and then Claudia Black came to play uh, Cheetah. And then, so a lot of really cool, different new people that they kind of got added to this extended family now. So in this next question, she was asked about some of the complexities of getting together an all-star cast. Because in the Justice League cast, you have Jill Eikenberg, uh, Tim Daly, Nathan Fillion, a lot of really well-known actors. And so she talks about what it's like trying to kind of coordinate all those schedules. I'm so lucky so often that so many of these stunt castings, these celebrities say yes, because sometimes you just know they'd be right. And oftentimes they say no simply because of their availability. They just can't. We have just a limited amount of time that we can record it. 
days, it may be as much as a month, but they may be in Europe, they may be shooting, their schedule's impossible, and we will record on Saturdays and Sundays. Nathan, I think we did record on a Saturday to get him, which is so slow of him to say, yes, I'll come give you my few hours off that I have a week. Um, but they, when they, when it fits in, it's right. To replace an actor, especially a celebrity, if they're not right, is really depressing. <laughs> so I work really hard to make sure that this is the right actor. And if I'm not really familiar with their work, for example, if I had not watched a lot of Southland, I don't know that I would have known Ben's work all that much. So if I don't know their work, I try to study it and, and, and watch a bunch of their work. And God knows there's enough ways to see their work these days, whether it's DVDs or online or whatever. And then you can go, absolutely, that's the right voice. Now, with Ben, I know Regina King very well from Southland because we did the boondocks together. So I just said, I'm going to call Regina and find out if Ben's a good guy. And sure enough, she's like, oh, he's wonderful. You're going to love him. They'll absolutely give you his full game. And he did. And so if I have those resources, I'm not afraid to call up a friend and go, how is so-and-so? Are they a good actor? Because, you know, some actors are weird on set. You find out they're like, everybody has to tiptoe around them. They think they're a bigger celebrity than they are. Well, I don't, I don't need to do that. I want somebody who wants to be there. And then I asked Andrea, what is her process for putting together a cast? How does she pick which actor's voice fits which character? Keep a wish list of, of celebrity actors that I want to work with. And I, when I say celebrity, I don't mean they have to be a big fat movie star. I just mean there's somebody that's known because you can see their work on TV or whatever. Uh, so I have a massive list over the years of people that I wanted to work with. And that's the first thing I go to when I thought, and then I'll look and check, okay, we did offer so-and-so that role, but he just wasn't available. Or we offered that guy the role and he wasn't interested in the money we have for these because we don't have enormous feature film type money some of these guys get half a million dollars to walk through the door we don't have half a million dollars it's our budget for the whole piece so um i keep notes as to why they turned me down or whatever and so i start there then i look at tv guide and I look page through and go, okay, what's the, what are the top shows right now? Who is everybody looking at on TV? And wh- how will that work? And who do I know? And who do I like? And then um, we all take a big meeting, just like this, where we all sit together. It's Warner Home Video, Publicity, uh, Bruce Tim, myself, all the creative people. And we go through it and we go, who do we all like? Let's put together a list of names. And then after we've got this huge list compiled, we go, okay, now in what order do we want to go after these people? Who do we think will go well? Who's a good, you know, Superman to this lowest lane? Who's going to match up well? And then you have to make sure that you don't end up with, okay, the first Superman said yes, and we're down to, like, lowest lane number five, but they won't really be good together. Then you have to sort of revisit it and go, okay, who's going to... So, and then there's a thing called the um, Players Directory, which is a big, like, a yearbook of all the actors in the Screen Actors Guild. And you just page through and go, okay, this guy, oh yeah, I know that guy, he's great, what a great voice. And I had watched an episode of Castle and seen this wonderful actor with a great raspy voice. And I called up, tracked him down by IMDb and then called up Nathan and said, Nathan, is this a good guy? Oh yeah, I like him so much. And brought him in and he came in and did, I forget which piece it is. I think it's something I can't even announce. I'll just do that. I'll just go, my gosh, that's a great voice. And then track him down and bring him in. And again, if I can do the research and find out from somebody else, how is this guy? And finally, Andrea was asked about what the cast dynamic was like and what it's like when they record together. And here she gives an interesting answer because it does sort of shed some light on the process of recording voiceovers for an ensemble cast piece and and how maybe it's a little different than some people who don't know the voiceover field that well might expect. Well, because they hardly ever record together. It doesn't really change in the booth. As far as they don't, oh, they're not acting. They're not, they're not. Their schedules are dreadful. Like I said, Nathan recorded on a Saturday. You know, if I brought the cast, then you have to pay more for it to an actor to pay him up to record him on 
on a Saturday, so I couldn't afford to bring the whole cast in on a Saturday. So you, you, you know, Kevin lives here in New York. I picked him up separately. Tim, I recorded in Los Angeles on a break from the private practice program and got him in. So everybody, you know, all the main cast, the main justly, practically all, look at here at the dates. They, I see, Tim and Susan Eisenberg recorded together on the same day, different times, but yeah, they all recorded separately. Carl Lumley and Michael Rosenbaum did record together, but they all recorded separately, so there's not really a dynamic in the room. I have to just be aware of the dynamic, ultimately how it sounds, but that will fit together as a cohesive piece. So there you go, Andrea Romano, Warner Brothers voice and casting director. Uh, you know, quite a resume, and it looks like she continues to build on it. Yeah, she's really amazing. She's very talented. She puts together some some great casts, and she was a super lady to talk to. Now, if you've been considering entering the voice acting business, we suggest that you learn as much as possible about the field before you just dive into it. And to that end, Voice Coaches offers a one-evening adult education class called Getting Paid to Talk that will answer all your questions. Watch for us at a university college or school near you soon. That's right. The week of November 14th will be in Albany, Schenectady, and Monroe, New York, Williamsburg, Hanover, and Chesterfield, Virginia, and Bedford and Grand Rapids, Michigan. Also in Pendleton and Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina, Allentown and Butler, PA, East Hartford and Madison, Connecticut, and Providence, Rhode Island. Just call us for class dates and when we're going to be near you, 1-866-887-2834. Or you can email us at podcast at voicecoaches.com where we will also entertain your comments, questions, and topic suggestions. And you can also send in which superhero voices you think Warren and I would be best cast as. Always wanted to be Kermit the Frog because that's all I can do. Well, that's fair, but he's not technically a superhero, but... Well, that's... Well, he is to me. I'll let it, I'll let it slide, I guess. I mean, you know, come on. And he's coming back to the screen this month, yeah. You could be Captain Voiceover Man. <laughs> and I could be your sidekick... Mike Raffone. I knew when we didn't work out the ending to this podcast, we were going to go way off. Come on, Mike Raffone, that's gold right there. Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm, we're we're out of here, and maybe we'll be back next week. Join us then. Visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information. But you know what? I shouldn't say this. Beggars can't be choosers. No, we won't say. We won't. You don't have to include that. Thank you. I okay. won't. <laughs> well, you don't want me to include the part where you call me a beggar? <laughs> Here we go. So here's a few minutes with Andrea. Let's say your name right. So here's a few minutes. <laughs> this is our. This is how we do our show prep as we're recording. <laughs> like, right. let me look up the person we're going to be talking about on my phone, so we know we're talking about. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure where I'm going to start, but we'll figure out something. How about at the beginning? At the beginning. Yeah. Thank you. I'll be here all week. I, I kind of think you can save time by starting in the middle. <laughs> but, <laughs> then our podcast will be two minutes long. Right, right. But, you know, that could pose a problem. We could try that. Here, let's try it. <laughs> That's a great point you make, Warren. Well, I thought so. Moving on. And as I mentioned earlier... <laughs> Oh, hey, I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, find out the casting director's name for us so we can call. Well, we know the casting director because we just interviewed her. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's figure out a way to wrap it up here. I'll say something. Yeah, that's probably a good way to start. Yeah. You know, to say something. I mean, we could wrap it up just by being silent. Nah, that doesn't work. (laughs) 